Hello, beautiful and significant people. You are locked in with Queen Amber Nicole of The Truth Speaks on Queen Talk Radio. The topic for today is narcissism and toxic behavior. This is such a gritty discussion that needs to be had and truly discussed on so many different levels. One of my personal goals this year is establishing positive, inspirational, concrete connections. And it's so important to be mindful of the company you keep and the energy that you decide to associate yourself with in this season. Now, uh, it's important to analyze your circle and the people who you allow the closest to your heart. And it's for this very reason that we will be discussing the following topics today. So what is narcissism? How can you identify narcissistic behaviors in yourself or in those whom you're connected to? And should you disconnect from these types of people? Most importantly, what's the best way to cut those ties? Joining us today, we have the beautiful, talented, and highly educated Ms. Daesha Williams. Ms. Williams carries both an associate's degree in arts and psychology, as well as a bachelor's degree in arts and psychology. As you can probably guess, I am overly excited to have this necessary conversation, and we're going to jump right into it. Um, thank you so much for coming to the show today, Ms. Williams. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me here. It's, it's, it's a great honor. It's a great oh. honor to be here. We are so excited to jump into this conversation. I'm going to go ahead and hit our listeners with three queendom facts. Number one, there are multiple types of narcissists and uh, there's various different types of classifications of toxic behavior. There is no one size fits all for these labels or classifications. Okay. Number two, NPD or narcissistic personality disorder affects more men than women as 50 to 75% of people diagnosed worldwide are men. Queendom fact number three, a person may have narcissistic traits, but not necessarily be classified or diagnosed with a narcissistic personality disorder. Alrighty, so we're going to jump right into that conversation. Today, we are covering toxic behaviors as a whole. And this is a very broad subject because there are so many different examples of toxic behaviors in the world. When I think about the dynamics between some of the relationships I've had in my past, it becomes more clear or evident that sometimes people just genuinely don't know how to treat others. And I believe that it's deeper than rap. Sometimes people treat others badly because they don't know how to treat themselves. Uh, Sometimes they're not even aware that they're exhibiting these bad qualities or toxic behaviors. And if you've been rocking with this podcast from day one, then you already know how I feel. I need my listeners to grow in every sense of the word. Therefore, I want to focus on a common toxic behavior referred to as narcissism or narcissistic traits. So the first question is, what is narcissism? And um, Marian, Merriam-Webster uses words like egoism to describe narcissism. And this is interesting because it suggests that the simple thought of someone being conceited has the potential to give birth to narcissistic behaviors. And <laughs> there's more than one type of narcissism out there. But today, I want to shed light on one of the main forms of narcissism that I've been introduced to, which is called malignant or malignant narcissism. And, you know, this is seen when somebody has the mentality that only revolves around their agenda. You know, they will do whatever it takes to get whatever they want at the cost of whoever. And um, I'll definitely be going more into this one, but I wanted to get our co-host point 
a view on this definition. So Daisha, what is narcissism? How would you define this thing? So first of all, uh, according to WebMD, uh, narcissism is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And um, narcissism is an extreme case of self-involvement to the degree that it makes a person ignore the needs of those around them. Hmm. Um, narcissists have a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have trouble relationships with other people and they lack empathy for others. Also behind that mass of that high confidence lies a fragile self uh, fragile self-esteem that's super mm. vulnerable to the slightest criticism mm-hmm. they highly they can't take criticism but they dish it out to everyone around them wow. to just put themselves on the pedestal to feel better about themselves mm-hmm. wow wow that's deep that's deep so it so so it definitely you're you're saying you're confirming that it does a, a revolve around that ego and you know they and criticism. Wow. They can't take criticism, but they put it out on everybody around them. That's, that's deep. That's deep. Let me ask you, are you familiar with the malignant narcissism? I'm familiar with the malignant narcissism. I don't know the exact definition for it, but I've heard of the term mm-hmm. and um, it sounds very, very, uh, it, it sounds worse than overt and covert narcissism, mm-hmm. which is the type of narcissism that's in the front forefront mm-hmm. of our media what's been shown on social media, what's been shown in movies and television and stuff like that. But maniglet, maniglet, um, we haven't heard that. I haven't heard that much about that. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because I feel like the malignant narcissism is the kind that is often, um, we see it more often. We just don't know how to classify it. You know what I mean? So for me personally, Uh, malignant narcissism was the downfall of my last relationship. And it's also the reason why I almost got married to the wrong person. You know, a lot of people say that when you're dating somebody, you're initially introduced to their representative. And then later on down the road, their true colors show, right? Well, you can only fake taking a bath so long before we start to smell you. And I mean that (laughs) literally and metaphorically. See, I, I personally fell in love with who he knew I needed him to be at that time. And he hid who he truly was. And he planned on continuing to do that all the way down to the aisle with me dressed in all white. Um, w- what I've come to find is that when someone shows this specific type of narcissism, they don't care who they affect and attempts to get what they want. You know, they have tunnel vision. It, it didn't matter to him that my daughter was a part of his plot my entire family was simply pawns as it relates to his agenda. And this is a a true story that brings me to my next point. How can you identify narcissistic behaviors in yourself or in those with whom you're connected to? Because for me, it was the unwillingness to compromise, compromise, you know, the my way or the highway point of view, the ability to naturally hurt somebody and not give two flying frisbees how they feel about it or if they heal, you know. So, Daisha, if you will, help our listeners to get a concrete understanding as to how they can identify these toxic behaviors. Um, when it comes down to identifying narcissistic behaviors in yourself, this can be um, included in that as well. The first step is to look inwards and start breaking down your triggers and reactions and paying attention to certain situations and how we, we react to them mm. and seeing our reactions are healthy or toxic according to others as well, because others, other people are going to express their you know, feelings towards a certain reaction and we all have those certain reactions. It's either positive or negative. And um, 
everyone has moments in their lives that we feel entitled to things or people. We also take advantage of people if we want to admit it or not. Wow. We can also lack empathy for others if we don't understand their situations or circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, we all find, our, find ourselves in situations where we use people or we take advantage of people or we, we think highly of ourselves uh, versus somebody else. Right. Uh, we, can, we also see it in, you know, in today, in the world, you know, this is why we have different boxes and this is why we classify each other in these boxes to make right. ourselves feel better, um, to set ourselves apart from those types of groups, um, those types of settings. Um, you know, the rich, the poor, the, the healthy, the not so healthy, mm-hmm. you know, the black, the white. It's all us class, it's, it's, it's part of a classism, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to have narcissism in those crevices of those boxes. So, you know, it's all about the ego and this is the dark part of the ego. Mm, I love the way you put that, the dark part of the ego. So when it comes to identifying it, what I'm hearing from you is self-awareness, yes. self-analysis, self, yes, yes. That's, that's, that's real. I, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Okay. So um, I do have here a quote, um, a little clip here from coach uh, Stephanie Lynn. So Kings, Queens, I'd like to ask that you take two minutes to digest her truth as it relates to identifying these individuals. So this week we are talking about manipulative people. And this is such an important topic because when you begin to really love yourself, you are going to be able to spot a manipulative or unhealthy person from a mile away you'll be able to know when someone is trying to manipulate you to get what they want out of you. So the one thing to keep in mind with manipulative people is they're very childlike. These are the people that growing up, they never learned boundaries. They never learned how to respect a boundary. These are the people that learned over time that if they pushed and pushed either their parents or siblings or whoever, you know, pushed that they eventually got their way and people around them caved in. You know, these are the people that probably saw a dynamic maybe between two parents. For example, maybe one, the mother was a little narcissistic and manipulative herself, and the dad was a little codependent and a people pleaser, and they saw this dynamic. And so they saw that when mommy was being manipulative, that daddy gave her what she wanted. So they learned over time these tactics in order to control the outcome of a situation and ultimately get what they want from someone. The other thing to remember about manipulative people is that they're extremely insecure and they have very fragile egos. So when you say no to them, you're creating a wound, you're, you're bruising the ego. They never learned how to accept a no and how to process that and how to deal with it. Again, very childlike. So these are the people that are very competitive in life. You know, every life is a game to them. It's a matter of who's winning, who's losing, who's in control, who's not, who has the power. And yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and stop that clip there, you know, and, and it's very profound indeed. I, um, I personally love that she started out saying that you look for these things when you love yourself. Self-love contradicts the idea of allowing somebody to manipulate, hurt, or use you, you know what I mean? And that's like how, how you said, I, you know, self-analysis. Do I love myself enough to even try to recognize these things and act on it, you know? So exactly. 
So furthermore, the, the next question is simple. Should you disconnect from these individuals? Um, I strongly feel as if you should run for the hills if you know you're connected to somebody like this. And the main reason why I say that is because most of these people are hell bent on not changing, especially if they are a self-aware narcissist. You know, most narcissists have accepted that that's just the way their mind is set up. And it's usually us, the compassionate person on the other end, who's still trying to fix what we feel is broken. And, you know, we, we can get so caught up in trying to make a difference that we don't realize the negative effect that this person is having on our health, you know, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Um, I also find it hard to disconnect from these people, especially if y'all have created a bond or a soul tie. You know, I think it's even harder if this person is a family member or somebody who you see on the regular. Oh, yes. Narcissists are not only found in partners. They can be your family members, grocery store associates, mailmen, judges, even the sheriffs of your towns. OK, so, Daisha, let me ask you, what do you think? Uh, should we disconnect from these individuals? And if so, what's the best way to go about it? Uh, and you're exact. You're correct. You're completely correct, Amber. Uh, piggybacking off of what you said, uh, it not only it's in your relationships, uh, your your uh, romantic relationships. It can also be in your family, your friends, your your your. It could be in your associates, your bosses. Mm -hmm. uh, they can make your workplace a living hell. Um, right. Uh, it could be a lot of different people, not just your romantic relationships. And I, I, I you know according to um, the internet, <laughs> uh, if the person right. with narcissism behaviors and tendencies is causing you emotional stress and pain, you must first detach and cut ties immediately. Mm. You don't wanna keep uh, keeping these ties connected with this person because it's gonna call you great emotional grief. Um, it can also bring in mental issues such as suicide, uh, depression, anxiety, things that you don't want to go through especially if you're among people that love and care for you and right. you know you can do better. You, you know that this is not who you are. And this person can bring out a lot of ugly sides in you. You become mm -hmm. more ravenous. You become more angry with the world. Um, you start changing for the worse and you just don't want that to happen. And um, uh, the best way to, is to cut ties with a narcissist and you have to be patient it's easier say, said than done. You just can't mm. automatically cut ties with this person. You're going to fall. You're going to tumble. You're going to make those mistakes. You're going to go back and talk to this person because like you right. said, you know, these people have a bond with you. Uh, this can be a family member, someone that, that's been there for you, someone that you confide, confided in, someone that took care of you, you mm. know? So it, 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 you're going to have those times where you're going to stumble and fall but you have to be patient with yourself. Don't be hard on yourself if you go back to those, uh, you know, toxic, you know, uh, situations. Right. And um, it, it will like I said, it will take some time. Go complete no contact. If you keep communicating with this uh, narc, then you will never detach from that person. Cold and turkey. You have, to, you have to go complete cold turkey, complete. Mm -hmm. And remember that your, your attachment with the narc is just an illusion. Uh, you're attached to an idea of them. You're not attached to who they are. You're attached to the idea of them. Ooh, who they could be. Yes, yes. If you were attached to, attached to that person, you would just, you would completely cut it off. You would be like, oh yeah, this person is completely nasty. I don't want them around me. But you're attached to this illusion and you got to co completely cut that illusion off. Um, 
you're attached to the idea of them, you have to, like I said, again, have that deep self-reflection. You got to know who you are. You got to mm. always look inside yourself, always, if you can just write a list of what you expect out of your partner or that family member or that friend or that boss, whoever it is that's causing you this harm, write down a list of what you deserve, what is considered positive in your life, what makes you happy, what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you get up out of the bed every day to, you know, strive to be- become the better, per- the better person. Yes, yes. The better version of yourself. So write it down, uh, take notes, do some self-reflection. I also, you know, recommend therapy. Therapy is huge. Yes, yes. Huge, uh, uh, I, it's, it's a huge thing to do um, when it comes down to accepting that you've been put through so much misery and so much trauma. Uh, it's good to talk to somebody, especially uh, a therapist, a professional therapist, um, about these situations that you're having because you can't do it alone. There's no way you can do mm-hmm. this alone. You need someone there, there that's going to help you. And also, I include meditation. Uh, I feel like meditation is such an underrated uh, activity. I feel like we should include it every day in our lives because we're constantly going through stress. It's life. Life right. is hard. Life right. is not easy. So we must include therapy, self-reflection, and meditation. And if you keep those three in rotation, it will be like that person never existed. They wow. will be completely out of your life. They will look at you like you're the complete stranger. And <laughs> they get rid of you because you they can't manipulate you anymore. They mm. can't cause you any more harm. So once you start finding that confidence, once you start getting those positive feelings in and becoming a stronger, better version of yourself, that person that's causing you that pain would just completely disappear. They won't even bother you no more. Right. And it's like getting that demon finally off your shoulder and mm. you're living that life that you're supposed to be living. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Self-reflection, therapy, meditation. Yes. Three takeaway points. I love it. Okay. Okay. You know, it's, it's interesting when it comes to how to go about it, because one thing my last relationship taught me is that when you can't, you can't really play with it or cut them off in phases. You know, I actually had a love for this dude. And as a result of that, I would have been perfectly fine with remaining friends when, when I realized that we couldn't properly function in a relationship, you know, that connection was unhealthy and he represented my worst qualities while I'd like to believe that I represented his best, you know, um, humbly speaking. And, and I thought that we could balance each other out. And he did too, but being equally yoked is everything we, you know, he made it clear to me time and time again, that friendship was not an option in his eyes. It was either we together or we together, you know, there was no in between. And, and that again, piggybacks off of that inability to accept a no or a contradicting point of view. And it's sad, man, you know, because a malignant narcissist will consume every part of you and drain that energy and light right on out. You know, oh, yeah. and, we, and we have to be protective of our energy and the company we keep. I, um, I really touched on this topic in my book, Purpose and Passion. You know, we need to be intentional about analyzing our circle. 
Also, uh, mental and personality disorders are issues that have plagued our communities for centuries. And we have a tendency to dust mental issues under the rug and invite guests to just step over it. You know, but enough is enough, you know, kings, queens, let's become more woke and aware as it relates to these things. We must start demanding the excellence that's attached to our essence, you know, and and building those um, healthy connections and relationships. And as always, this is only the beginning of a conversation that you guys are more than welcome to finish. And we need to continue having this conversation. You know, we want to thank Miss Aisha Williams once more for coming on the show and gracing us with her knowledge, opinions, and expertise. Miss Williams, do you have any words that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I want everyone to don't fret, don't be alarmed. Uh, yes, in our community, mental health uh when it comes down to mental health we dust it on the rug we uh completely ignore it mm-hmm. uh we feel like we just get out of bed and we just continue you know living our life day to day but we have to take the time to heal ourselves we have to take the time to you know realize that hey you know i need help we mm-hmm. we can't just you know keep brushing it off saying i don't need help i'm good you know i'm just living life and you know our brain is just you know doing what it's supposed to do and no we need to call it out for what it is we're we're suffering and we need someone to talk to Mm -hmm. so contact your therapist do your research contact the therapist that you feel comfortable with Uh, do the work that's necessary to get you mentally healthy and to stay aware and to to keep your eyes open on these types of people uh narcissists that are plaguing this planet we have to keep our eyes open and, you know, just keep doing the work that needs to be done to keep ourselves aware and keep ourselves mentally healthy. It's not easy. It's okay if you fall off. Mm-hmm. The most important part is to jump right back on right and keep back doing on. that, that mm-hmm. work to, to become the better version of yourself mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. well again this is queen amber nicole of the truth speaks on queen talk radio for more information on today's topic you can check out the blog by clicking the tts blog spot link directly on the qtr website i wish you all nothing but love and light and remember you'll never know how far you can reach until you make the conscious decision to stretch queen out